For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time for birthing, and a time for dying. A time for planting, and a time for uprooting what is planted. A time for killing, and a time for healing. A time for tearing down, and a time for rebuilding. A time for crying and a time for laughing. A time for mourning and a time for dancing. A time for throwing away stones and a time for gathering stones together. A time for embracing and a time to refrain from embracing. A time for searching and a time for giving up. A time for keeping and a time for throwing away. A time for tearing and a time for mending. A time for being silent and a time for speaking. A time for loving and a time for hating. A time of war and a time of peace. I'm holding in my hand here an egg timer. This one happens to be a replica, as Candy said, of an hourglass, which is a very ancient timepiece. And inside of this, this replica here, this egg timer, there are many, many tiny grains of sand. What do you think are the odds that any two of those grains shifting and falling through the pile might meet at the narrow in the middle of the timepiece at the same time? What are the odds? And if they did meet, would it be a random time or an appointed time? This is our year of the Bible, week number 11. Deuteronomy was the last book of the Bible that we read and looked at together. Deuteronomy is a first-person presentation. It happens to be the last will and testament of Moses that he expresses personally to the people of Israel. Ecclesiastes, what we looked at this week and what we deal with this morning, is also a first-person presentation. It happens to be a wise person's reflections on the meaning of life, like sharing thoughts from his diary. In particular, Ecclesiastes 3 is a poem of reflection on time, on time. The wise man says time is full of possibilities, especially opposite possibilities. And so the poet composes a long list of things that can happen in time. And as the poet lists those things, he simply describes them rather than prescribes. The, the poet does not judge. The opposites belong as time unfolds. Everything that happens in time belongs. And God is present in time. God is present with both purpose and mystery. 
Life is a tapestry of contrasts, and time is the shuttle which weaves them together. Now, we know that beyond Ecclesiastes, God sent a Savior. God sent a Savior in time to transform time. Jesus Christ says to each one of us and to the church, his people, give me your chronos, I will make it kairos. Give me your clock time, calendar time, iPhone time, I will make it into God's opportune time, his appointed time. I turn randomness into the day of salvation. I make time into God's possibilities. Time is a miracle. Time is a miracle. At one single moment in time, the last pacifier gets thrown into the trash. At one moment in time, the yellow school bus arrives and opens its mouth and consumes your five-year-old. At another moment in time, you lug a small refrigerator up the steps <laughs> and into her dorm room. What happened to the time? It's right here. It's right here. Time is a miracle. At a single moment in time, Rosa Parks stays put on the bus. The Berlin Wall comes down. Nelson Mandela walks out of prison. We uncap the honeycomb and spin the sweetness free. At a single moment in time, a rain shower comes overhead and sprinkles down on the creek in back of Bev and Fred's home, and there is a baptism from heaven. It's God turning time into opportunity, turning Kronos into Kairos. There's a time for Craig Schaefer to appear out of the woods smoking a Marlboro. Craig was in sixth grade. I was only in fifth. He was cool. He offered me one. I said, I only smoke Salem's. I lied. But Craig bought it. And so we stood there talking, he and I, while he smoked and I did not. What if I had made a different choice at that particular moment in time? How many of you have stood on this platform right here and said wedding vows? How many of you? How many of you have done it? Or in the former meeting house? How many of you have made vows in front of a congregation of people? At a single moment in time, you spoke words and your lives changed permanently from that moment on. Abraham Heschel says it well. Every moment counts. So build your life like a work of art. Time is a miracle. And the scripture says that for every matter, for every matter, there is a time 
a time for every matter under heaven. There's a time for me to run out into the wheat field and wave my hands at the huge harvesting machine and it stops and I climb up the steps and into that huge harvesting machine. And the farmer inside has a smile on his face which says, me combine is su combine. Have a seat. Thank you, Kyle and Gary and Eugene and Keith and others for the opportunity to hitch a ride. It was an opportune time. There's a time for a long line of us to walk fields in Greensburg, knee-deep in wheat, collecting shards of twisted metal. There's a time to make friends with an orangutan. Really, thank you, Arlo and Geneva, for arranging our visit. There's a time for playing hockey on the frozen pond, and a time for bonfires in the pasture, and a time for spreading blankets and laying on our backs and looking at shooting stars. There's a time for being silent. Scripture says there's a time for being silent, for being silent so you can hear Larry and Carol Temple's voices up ahead on the river because it's already pitch dark on the little ark and you have to listen to know where they are and where the bank is and where to take your kayak out so you don't keep going. There's a time for being silent so you can hear Harry Crabb say, I'm fit as a fiddle and ready for love. And to hear Melita Gehring say, he's got the whole world in his hands and then some. Melita, I was honored to be your big cheese. There's a time for memorial services, a time for accompanying dear brothers and sisters with singing one last time. And there's a time for speaking. There's a timing for speaking to red-tailed hawks. You see this hedge apple? You want to play fast pitch? Because I can make that happen. Stay away from my chickens! There's a time. There's a time for making Sweebach that look like injured geese. There's a time for dinner in the field. Thank you, Catherine and Judy and Juanita. There's a time to break a pretty girl's nose and a time to be forgiven. There's a time for Carol and I to be far from home on our bikes and get caught in a downpour and see the miracle of rain and to realize that even the best pivot in the world cannot do for a field of corn what God can do. There's a time for the dunking tank. And there's a time to kiss a pig. And Kyle, I think you were pulling that little pig's leg because he squealed awful loud and I know it wasn't my kiss. There's a time to haul 25 tons of soybeans to the Groveland elevator and return with the golden sunset at your back. There's a time for Wendell to hide hide two pieces of pie on the top shelf. 
There's a time for Ellen's cookies and Vicky's cream puffs and Neva's poppy seed roll and Uncle Bill's barbecue and everybody's pepper nuts. There's a time for a big, round tumbleweed strung with Christmas lights. For a guy from the East, that's quite a time. There's a time to hold hands and pray in homes and hospital rooms and offices. There's a time to watch Glenna's irises poke through the soil and a time to watch Sue Gehring's mint multiply. There's a time for Katie to say, look at all this prairie. Here there's space to think. There is a time for every matter under heaven. So what are the odds? What are the odds that any two of these grains shifting and falling through the pile might meet at that narrow middle, might meet there at the same time? And if they did, would it be random time or an appointed time? I first heard Eden voices at a single moment in time. It was a conference call and we were 1,400 miles apart. I was sitting at my kitchen table in Pennsylvania. Outside, Carolina wrens were stuffing dried grass into the birdhouse that hung on our black walnut tree. And I talked to these people from the Midwest. Was it any old time or God's opportune time? What possibility that two distinct grains could meet at the narrow of the hourglass, that, that God was arranging for them an appointed time? From eastern suburbia to suburban Illyria, who would have thought? It all happens in time. My conference minister, Clarence, once told me a story, a story about time, uh, in fact, about time and distance. He said one of those huge super tankers that carry oil on the oceans, it takes 17 miles for a super tanker to make a complete turn. 17 miles. And for long-established congregations on the road to change, making significant changes is like a super tanker turning. Eight years ago, I came here with a modest goal. Maybe I can help turn the ship a little. But the truth has been quite different. We've all worked together and the ship has turned quite a lot, quite a lot. You have become the new Eden. You are. You have become the new Eden because God appointed a time. God appointed a time when the Holy Spirit took the gaff and pried at the log jam 
of tiredness and loss. And the Spirit set the logjam free, and everything started flowing downstream. You are in that flow that God has created out of time. You are in it. God has given you a positive energy here, a current that carries you and will continue to carry you into newness. You are the new Eden. So stay on the course where God is helping you flow and be what you have become by God's grace. And as you go, be, be wise and understand time. Understand time. In church, unhealthy patterns from time past are like bindweed. The roots run deep. When the system is stressed, old patterns can flare. So recognize them early. See the signs. Don't attack each other. Simply recognize and articulate and be gentle with one another. And encourage one another with these words. We don't do that anymore. Our new normal is this, open communication, mutual respect, discerning together, forgiving one another, and especially enjoying one another because we're the new Eden. Indeed you are. Friends, you and I have been two grains of sand. Once we were distant and unacquainted, once shifting and falling in mystery and in purpose, in the currents and the eddies we met at the narrow we journeyed together. God turned our time into opportunity. Now we separate into the, into the wideness, into the wideness, and new grains will meet at new narrows, all in God's kairos. So we will be apart, and yet we will be together in God's time. Because we confess, you, O Lord, have been our home generation after generation. Before, before the mountains were born, before you brought the earth and the world to birth from eternity past to eternity future, you are God. We live in time and most importantly, we live in God. And so, brothers and sisters, there's a time to arrive and there's a time to leave. I'm sorry for my mistakes. Thanks for everything. I love you, Eden Mennonite Church. The Lord will bless you and keep you.